Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Basement Binge. Now that Noel November has come and went, moving on to some other things, some exciting episodes coming, particularly this episode, my, my reaction to West Side Story. This is a much shorter review than normal for a lot of reasons. Time is one of them, but also just because I don't have that many things to say about West Side Story. So without further ado, let's start talking about West Side Story. We still have a few of the segments, not all of them. So let's start with Two Cents. This is my spoiler-free reaction of the film. I do have some spoiler things to say before I get into those. If you don't want this remake of West Side Story, or I guess the story in general spoiled for you, I'll let you know. Anyway, West Side Story, difficult film to review for me. I waited to do the review, not intentionally, I just ran out of time, but it worked out for the better. I'm glad I did because I had a conversation just hours ago before recording this with my youngest sibling talking to them about West Side Story and, and some of the problems I had with it and they helped me to come to terms with it and appreciate it more. I'm mostly in the camp though still, even after that conversation, that this film is just good. It's full of a lot of fantastic elements that I can appreciate, but it isn't great as a whole. And most of that stems from my relationship with the story. There, there's a glaring problem that I have with the story that both my wife and I just be affected the entire viewing experience. And I know the story of West Side Story, the Shakespearean element to it just felt uncomfortable in the theater. There was something about it that just didn't work with everything else. Yes, the story is a tragedy and it's Romeo and Juliet type thing, but it just, it, it, th- those moments just really didn't work with me. And maybe it's because, you know, I was talking to my sibling about this and, and it, I kind of just said, Maybe it's mainly because it's a new movie. I can watch the original West Side Story and I can appreciate it for its Shakespearean nature and for what it is and I can enjoy the story. But there's something about the excellent way that this sad story is told and how visceral it is and how it feels new and how I want to relate to these characters but the Shakespearean story just isn't something that myself or my wife could relate to and how that really took us out of the film multiple times in one scene in particular. And so it's just, it's just hard to look past that. And, and while there are other elements, and not just story-wise, just filmic-wise, there are other elements that I like, it's hard for me to get into those and really enjoy them because of this big issue I have kind of staring me in the face. It all really just comes down to problems I have with the relationship between Maria and Tony. So putting that aside, the things that I really did like, this film is exceptionally directed. Steven Spielberg is a master. This was the reason I went to go see the film. I'm not a lover of the West Side Story movie. I mean, I don't have anything against it. But if this was directed by somebody else, I most likely wouldn't be going. Steven Spielberg directing a remake of West Side Story. That is what excited me. And it, it delivers on that in the direction and the spielberg feel to it. And not spielberg in the way that like Jurassic Park or E.T. or something like that does, but just the level of craft and polish that this has that that can only come from someone like him from, from the blocking that is just exceptional and the camera work that is lively and thrilling to watch with great camera movement and cinematography iconography and color the way this movie is filmed is exceptional and i love it the production design and the costumes and the performances all of those are also remarkable this film genuinely deserves some awards for production design because it is remarkable the, these sets feel like a bygone era and seeing them, it feels like no one else is doing it this way. And just the way the camera moves around those sets and around these actors is, is really, really engaging. And what, for me, was the funnest part of the film is the way that the camera moves. 
of course, it's West Side Story. So the dancing and the singing is also great. And I really, really do enjoy that. I've been listening to a few of the songs afterwards and, and they really, really are catchy. It's interesting though to come back to it, if you know, these slight spoilers, how my feelings in relationship to the story really, I, I enjoy the characters of Anita a lot more than I would enjoy the design and made characters of Tony and Maria. It's very, very interesting. It's just interesting because as the film ended, the credits were rolling, my wife and I were talking about what we just watched. It wasn't exciting. And then thinking about the episode that was coming up, it wasn't exciting. And it's not because it's bad. It's not because I necessarily have bad things to say about the movie. It's just because there are elements of the story that just don't work for me, don't work with me. And so it makes it really interesting to try and sit down and review this and and have a lot to say about it when it really is that simple. So I can't really say any more because of spoilers. So it's still going to be two cents, but spoilers coming, just so you know. And, And to start by mentioning the problem that I have, I still, Shakespearean or otherwise, cannot understand sleeping with someone right after they killed your brother. I just, I can't, I don't know. Maybe if I was watching the original, it would be different. But there's something about sitting in a theater in 2021 and wanting to be engaged and relating to these characters' journey and then having that scene and it just is jarring and uncomfortable and I don't like it. On Letterboxd, right before I was about to go see this film, a few hours, there was a review from Killian, someone that I follow, who I'll link below about the review. And he was just saying how he appreciates how I had respect for the original film, but also wasn't afraid to try new things. So I was really excited and looking forward to those new things. There's that scene where Tony comes back to Maria's apartment after killing her brother, Bernando. He goes to leave. He apologizes. She bangs her fists on him and cries and breaks down. And then he says he's going to go to the police. And in that moment, I was expecting the change was that he would go to the police. And, this, and I mean, I'm not like trying to do this to you know, like be ahead of the curve or something like that or, or get some new idea about West Side Story and how it should be told or what should be changed about it. It just, there was something about it that was just really, really uncomfortable. It, it, it was uncomfortable because when he was there, I knew that he was going to stay. I knew he wasn't going to leave as much as I wanted him to. And I was hoping that was the change. I just knew that he wasn't. But even still, I just kept hoping, okay, well, at least they won't sleep together. And then they did. And it, it just really took me out of the film how they fell in love so quickly and how they were immediately after this. Anita is mourning the loss of her boyfriend, Bernardo, Maria's brother. And she comes back to see Maria sleeping with her killer. And Maria doesn't even mourn with Anita, but just says, oh, don't get mad at me. I'm so in love. You know, you've got to accept me. I'm in love and I'm in love and I'm in love. I feel uncomfortable with that. And that, and that was just the main things that my wife and I were talking about as we left the theater and over the course of the day was just that, that that felt wrong, felt a little bit icky. And that takes everything good from the exciting, well-done romance before him, the incredible cinematography, the great performances, the great dancing, the great music, all of those things and all the fun I was having with the film beforehand. And just, just it makes it hard to enjoy those things now retroactively makes them less enjoyable because it feels so different than those other things that I was enjoying and even as the remainder of the film goes out it has exceptional moments there's this great moment with Valentina when she's talking to the Jets in her little drugstore and tells them that they have become grown up to be rapists and that they dishonor themselves and they're dead oh my gosh Rita Marino who plays Valentina gives me chills. That, that scene is so well done. I love Valentina and I love that scene. 
even the ending of the film as Tony dies and Maria mourns over him and Chino is standing there and the way Valentina interacts with him and the jets and the sharks coming together. There's a lot of good in the actual filmmaking of that scene, but also in the story, but it's hard to get past that because of this huge blemish that the film has to me in the relationship between Maria and Tony continuing after him being the killer of her brother. But it was interesting, like I said, this was the main problem I had. And then this, this afternoon at a Christmas party, I had a conversation with my youngest sibling. We were talking about it. They were saying how it's a Shakespearean film. It's not intended to be really related to, like Romeo and Juliet is the most unrealistic romance ever. And it made me understand why this is something that Steven Spielberg would want to direct. Shakespearean, at least in my opinion, is not so much about the story, particularly these types of Shakespearean tales, are not so much about the story as they are about the storytelling about the presentation of said story, the filmmaking of that. And this is a celebration more than anything of filmmaking and the wonderful format of filmmaking and storytelling through that. And how can you do that besides a classical musical, a classical genre with an iconic story, an iconic tale, an iconic film. And so I appreciate the ambition in doing that and capturing so much of that feeling of it being a classic from the way that the actors look to the lighting on them and the the way the camera moves and and just the look of it it feels filmic it feels like it's doesn't belong Ansel Elgore say what you will about him he he feels like he's out of a different era and I love the way he performs off of Maria it was it was really really well done and so it's weird trying to balance those two feelings I have in my head where the story just doesn't work with me I don't jive with it but the filmmaking and the Ambition in the filmmaking is something I really like and trying to balance those two in my head is really difficult. So that's, this has been a long and different two cents, but that, that's kind of my two cents. I'm going to move on to the other segment I'm going to have here, Pick Your Poison, which is the rating scale here at the Basement Binge. And then after Pick Your Poison, just I want to give my thoughts about two other things in the film that I r- did really enjoy that I just want to mention. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So pick pick your poison here. The Basin Binge is the rating scale. It's four options all based on like the bingeability of the film and the how would I choose to interact with it after this watch to never watch it again to stream it meaning it's on a service I'm already paying for and I'd watch it to rent it being willing to pay a few dollars in the right moment to you know Redbox or digitally some way rent it and the top of the list buy it this is a weird in between stream and rent leaning way more towards stream I'm sure there will come a time when I want to watch this again but it won't be the strongest where I'll just immediately and willingly go out and rent it i'll search for it being on a streaming service maybe sign up for a free trial or something like that or whatever and see if i can get it that way 
it would have to be a pretty significant moment, maybe to watch it with others to rent it. I don't think that I would ever watch this again, that I would ever pay money to watch this again. And it's not because I don't enjoy it. It's just, it's hard to enjoy these elements. Like I'm already said, I'm repeating myself. But yeah, it's a string. Which is really sad because this is one of my most anticipated films of the year. And maybe I should have just remembered the story of West Side Story more. I'd studied it a lot in my film class. I knew the story. For whatever reason, I really forgot about it. And I just remembered the exciting romantic part of it at the beginning. The romantic part to New York. The romantic part between Maria and Tony. The great relationship between the Jets and the Sharks. And the humanization and antagonization of both of them. And I forgot about all that that comes after all the tragedy. And so I was really looking forward to this film and it just, it didn't deliver because I had forgot about all that comes after. So the two other things I want to talk about, to me, there's two halves to the film that are very different. Kind of the first half of the film before the rumble and then this latter half after the rumble. And the first half of the film, I really enjoy this element that of the, the Puerto Ricans coming to America and trying to make it for themselves there and the dream that is America. My wife lived in Puerto Rico for about a year and a half. She was doing service there, lived among the Puerto Rican people. She speaks Spanish fluently, fell in love with them. She always tells stories about these wonderful people that she loves, particularly how they really believed in the idea of the American dream of making it to America. And that if you can get out of Puerto Rico and get into America, that's the biggest thing. That when a mother or a father would have a child, they would find a way to get into America. That was all they would talk about how their daughter was able to go to America and how that's going to make their future. They really believe in that dream, but also really hold on to their culture. And so I've kind of experienced that vicariously through her, even though I wasn't there with those people, I can feel the genuineness of that love that they had for that and the hope they have in that dream. And so there's something just really magical about seeing that portrayed in a film and seeing these people's great hope and excitement about coming to America and all that it means. There's this great, the great performance and the great song, A Wonderful Time in America. Anita, the actress who plays her, Ariana DeBose, I hope I'm saying her name right. She is, particularly in that musical number, America, I love the way she performs off of Bernardo David Alvarez. They, they are great together. Their chemistry is great together. The different views they have of America and just the hope that it gave me in the American dream, so to speak. That was just a really magical and really fun and engaging and realistic and endearing part of the film particularly with the realistic natures of prejudice and difficulty and of acceptance in America, particularly in the time period of the film, all the genuine love that those moments filled me with, love for people who are ambitious in this dream, but also just for the love of dreams and pursuing them and believing in whatever version of the American dream it is to you. And that's the first half of the film. The second half of the film, when the tragedy comes after the rumble, The thing that I really liked is the idea of selfishness having a negative effect on those dreams. So the first half of the film is really building up the hope and excitement of these dreams. And the second half is revealing how selfishness destroys these dreams for everyone, particularly how the selfishness of Maria destroys the dreams of Anita. And now there's a lot of ways to look at this, particularly with the Shakespearean nature of the film. But the musical number tonight, what really stood out to me, and again, there was something about the character of Anita that I just really paid attention to and how she was excited for tonight. She was something in their relationship with Bernardo was going to progress. She was going to love him. And that was taken away from her. Now, that's not directly Maria's fault, but it's indirectly Maria's fault. Her and Tony shouldn't be together. But also the selfishness of characters like Riff, who is played so well by Mark Fiest. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, just shout out to the casting director who found the incredible cast of Jets and Sharks 
filling in with people who I didn't recognize, but also just felt really familiar. Fantastic. But just how all of them selfishly are stuck in their own ideas and how the selfish pursuit of those wrong ideas hurt other people and how the unwillingness to accept the consequences that their choices cause, not just for themselves, but for other people. And to accept those consequences and almost be proud of them and want them. Even with the character of Bernardo, how Maria and Anita both tell him continually to not go to the rumble, to not fight, and the selfishness of going to that. Definitely the character of Riff and his selfishness in the, the rumble there and what that does to him and how that affects everybody else. The scene I already mentioned with Valentina and the selfishness of the Jets when Anita comes there. The selfishness of Chino and how that affects Tony. It was just really interesting. That was the biggest thing that, that because you have this even the lighting and the cinematography of the film, it's bright and it's open and it's, it's just, it's beautiful. It's really bright. And the film gets really dark. It's at night. And the strong contrast between this, this cheery, lightful area that makes you happy. And the sorrow, of course, comes with the film. But just the contrast between those dreams and believing in them and then people selfishly doing things that take those dreams away from you that you'll never get back again. Maria's musical number, I Feel Pretty, ending in her finding about, about the death of her brother and how Tony was responsible. Just, just a good contrast. I can appreciate that. So that's going to really sum up my reaction to West Side Story. I don't really have, I don't have, not really, I don't have any binge points. I just haven't put in the work to it. It's, it's just one of those films that I'm glad I watched it once. This is what I'll say. If, if you're listening to this all the way through, you should see the film at least once. I do recommend that. I'm, I don't regret going to go see it. I wish I would have tailored my expectations towards it a little bit to be prepared for the Shakespearean nature of it. But either way, I don't think I would have absolutely loved it because that scene with Maria and Tony just makes me feel extremely uncomfortable. But I love the craft of it. I love Steven Spielberg, the way that he makes it feel so timeless and so modern at the same time. Like I said, the production design, the performances, the music, it's all incredible. It is worth seeing. So yes, go see it. I can't recommend it enough. Also, just go support this film. I I had to control myself to not talk about this more in the episode. It was really sad. I went to go see this on a Friday night. Really common time to go see movies. And there was like 15 people in a packed IMAX theater. Not packed, like in, in a really big IMAX theater. Like 15 people. And <laughs> next week, we have the Spider-Man movie breaking records for pre-sales already. Got nothing against Spider-Man. But it just makes me sad that someone like Steven Spielberg can't bring people back to the box office the way that Spider-Man can. And it's just really interesting, the nature of the box office to me right now. It makes me kind of sad. It makes me feel like we're losing a part of this wonderful world of cinema. We're losing something that's been with us for so long. So please, go support this film. Go enjoy it. It's great. And maybe it was just here in Utah because we just had a horrible snow day, so people didn't want to go out. It was the first snow of the winter, pretty much. I, I don't know. It was just sad to me to see, knowing that, all I see people online talking about is Spider-Man. Oh, we're a week away from Spider-Man. We're a week away from Spider-Man. What about right now? We got West Side Story. Isn't anyone else excited? Because I was really, really excited for this. And so, yeah, go support the film. Thanks for listening to The Basement Binge. This has been a really interesting episode. Speaking of Spider-Man, to be a complete hypocrite against everything I just said, next week is Spider-Man week. Every single day of the week, there's going to be a mini episode on Spider-Man. The Raimi trilogy, the two Mark Webb films, and then, of course, the two home... Uh, trilogies for Tom Holland before No Way Home. They're going to be short episodes, obviously, for the sake of time, both creating and listening to. Uh, 
short episodes just kind of tailored to talking about the fun of the film and how it, it, it's fun to watch a comic book film with Spider-Man and how they're different throughout the years. So subscribe for that if that's something that you're interested in. Additionally, contact me on social media or you can even send me an email if that's something you want to do in the show notes. Let me know what you think of those films. I'll include them in the episode. Check out Matt Goes to the Movies if you don't want to wait for those episodes. Those Spider-Man episodes are already available on his show that he's been doing. Anyway, this has been my reaction to West Side Story. This is The Basin Binge. My name is Harrison. That's all for now. Ciao, ciao. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.